Section 31 of The Book of Household Management. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jennifer Stearns. The Book of Household Management by Isabella Beaton. Section 31. Recipes, Chapter 13, Part 4 To Salt Beef, 660 Ingredients Half round of beef, 4 ounces of sugar, 1 ounce of powdered saltpetre, 2 ounces of black pepper, a quarter pound of bay salt, half pound of common salt. Mode Rub the meat well with salt, and let it remain for a day to disgorge and clear it from slime. The next day, rub it well with the above ingredients on every side, and let it remain in the pickle for about a fortnight, turning it every day. It may be boiled fresh from the pickle, or smoked. Time. Half round of beef to remain in pickle about a fortnight. Average cost? Seven pence per pound. Seasonable at any time. Note. The H-bone, flank, or brisket may be salted and pickled by any of the recipes we have given for salting beef, allowing less time for small joints to remain in the pickle. For instance, a joint of eight or nine pounds will be sufficiently salt in about a week. The Dutch way to salt beef. 661. Ingredients. 10 pounds of lean beef, 1 pound of treacle, 1 ounce of saltpetre, 1 pound of common salt. Mode. Rub the beef well with the treacle, and let it remain for three days, turning and rubbing it often. Then wipe it, pound the salt and saltpetre very fine, rub these well in, and turn it every day for ten days. Roll it up tightly in a coarse cloth and press it under a large weight. Have it smoked and turn it upside down every day. Boil it and on taking it out of the pot, put a heavy weight on it to press it. Time, 17 days. Seasonable at any time. Beef Sausages, 662. Ingredients. To every pound of suet, allow two pounds of lean beef, seasoning to taste of salt, pepper, and mixed spices. Mode. Clear the suet from skin, and chop that and the beef as finely as possible. Season with pepper, salt, and spices, and mix the whole well together. Make it into flat cakes, and fry of a nice brown. Many persons pound the meat in a mortar after it is chopped but this is not necessary when the meat is minced finely. Time, 10 minutes. Average cost for this quantity, 1 shilling, 6 pence. Seasonable at any time. Beef steak, rolled, roasted, and stuffed. 663. Ingredients. 2 pounds of rump steak, Force meat number 417, 
pepper and salt to taste, clarified butter. Mode. Have the steaks cut rather thick from a well-hung rump of beef, and sprinkle over them a seasoning of pepper and salt. Make a force meat by recipe number 417, spread it over half of the steak, roll it up, bind and skewer it firmly, that the force meat may not escape, and roast it before a nice clear fire for about one and a half hour, or rather longer, should the roll be very large and thick. Keep it constantly basted with butter, and serve with brown gravy, some of which must be poured round the steak, and the remainder sent to table in a tureen. Time, one and a half hour. Average cost, one shilling per pound. Sufficient for four persons. Seasonable all the year, but best in winter. Sliced and broiled beef, a pretty dish, cold meat cookery. 664. Ingredients. A few slices of cold roast beef, four or five potatoes, a thin batter, pepper and salt to taste. Mode. Pare the potatoes as you would peel an apple. Fry the parings in a thin batter seasoned with salt and pepper until they are of a light brown color and place them on a dish over some slices of beef, which should be nicely seasoned and broiled. Time. Five minutes to broil the meat. Seasonable at any time. Spiced beef. To serve cold. 665. Ingredients. 14 pounds of the thick flank or rump of beef. Half pound of coarse sugar. One ounce of saltpeter. Quarter pound pounded allspice. One pound of common salt. Mode. Rub the sugar well into the beef and let it lay for twelve hours. Then rub the saltpeter and allspice, both of which should be pounded over the meat, and let it remain for another twelve hours. Then rub in the salt. Turn daily in the liqueur for a fortnight. Soak it for a few hours in water, dry with a cloth, cover with a coarse paste, put a little water at the bottom of the pan, and bake in a moderate oven for four hours. If it is not covered with a paste, be careful to put the beef into a deep vessel, and cover with a plate, or it will be too crisp. During the time the meat is in the oven, it should be turned once or twice. Time, four hours. Average cost, seven pence per pound. Seasonable at any time. Baking meat. Baking exerts some unexplained influence on meat, rendering it less savory and less agreeable than meat which has been roasted. Those who have traveled in Germany and France, writes Mr. Lewis, one of our most popular scientific authors, must have repeatedly marveled at the singular uniformity in the flavor, or want of flavor, of the various roasts served up at the table de haute. The general explanation is that the German and French meat is greatly inferior in quality to that of England and Holland, owing to the inferiority of pasturage, and doubtless this is one cause, but is not the chief cause. The meat is inferior, but the cooking is mainly at fault. The meat is scarcely ever roasted, because there is no coal, and firewood is expensive. The meat is therefore baked, and the consequence of this baking is that no meat is eatable or eaten with its own gravy, but is always accompanied by some sauce more or less piquant. 
the Germans generally believe that in England we eat our beef and mutton almost raw. They shudder at our gravy, as if it were so much blood. Stewed beef or rump steak, an entree. 666. Ingredients. About two pounds of beef or rump steak, three onions, two turnips, three carrots, two or three ounces of butter, half pint of water, one teaspoonful of salt, half ounce of pepper, one tablespoon of ketchup, one tablespoon of flour. Mode. Have the steaks cut tolerably thick and rather lean. Divide them into convenient-sized portions and fry them in the butter a nice brown on both sides. Cleanse and pare the vegetables, cut the onions and carrots into thin slices, and the turnips into dice, and fry these in half pint of water, or rather more, should it be necessary, and simmer very gently for two and a half or three hours. When nearly done, skim well, add salt, pepper, and ketchup in the above proportions, and thicken with a tablespoon with a tablespoonful of flour mixed with two of cold water. Let it boil up for a minute or two after the thickening is added, and serve. When a vegetable scoop is at hand, use it to cut the vegetables in fanciful shapes, and tomato, harvey sauce, or walnut liqueur may be used to flavor the gravy. It is less rich if stewed the previous day, so that the fat may be taken off when cold. When wanted for table, it will merely require warming through. Time, three hours. Average cost, one shilling per pound. Sufficient for four or five persons. Seasonable at any time. Stewed beef and celery sauce. Cold meat cookery. 667. Ingredients. Three roots of celery, one pint of gravy, number 436, two onions sliced, two pounds of cold roast or boiled beef. Mode. Cut the celery into two-inch pieces, put them in a stew pan with the gravy and onions, simmer gently until the celery is tender, then add the beef, cut into rather thick pieces. Stew gently for ten minutes and serve with fried potatoes. Time from 20 to 25 minutes to stew the celery. Average cost, exclusive of the meat, 6 pence. Seasonable from September to January. Stewed beef with oysters, cold meat cookery. 668. Ingredients. A few thick steaks of cold ribs or sirloin of beef, 2 ounces of butter, 1 onion salt sliced, pepper and salt to taste, half glass of port wine, a little flour to thicken, one or two dozen oysters, rather more than a half pint of water. Mode. Cut the steaks rather thick, from cold sirloin or ribs of beef, brown them lightly in a stew pan, with the butter and a little water. Add half pint of water, the onion, pepper, and salt, and cover the stew pan closely, and let it simmer very gently for half an hour. Then mix about a teaspoonful of flour smoothly with a little of the liqueur. Add the port wine and oysters, the liqueur, having been previously strained and put into the stew pan. Stir till the oysters plump and serve. It should not boil after the oysters are added, or they will harden. 
Time, half an hour. Average cost, exclusive of the meat, 1 shilling, 4 pence. Seasonable from September to April. Stewed brisket of beef, 669. Ingredients. 7 pounds of a brisket of beef, vinegar and salt, 6 carrots, 6 turnips, 6 small onions, 1 blade of pounded mace, 2 whole allspice pounded, thickening of butter and flour, 2 tablespoonfuls of ketchup, stock or water. Mode. About an hour before dressing it, rub the meat over with vinegar and salt. Put it into a stewpan with sufficient stock to cover it. When this is not at hand, water may be substituted for it. And be particular that the stewpan is not much larger than the meat. Skim well, and when it has simmered very gently for one hour, put in the vegetables and continue simmering till the meat is perfectly tender. Draw out the bones, dish the meat, and garnish either with tufts of cauliflower or braised cabbage cut in quarters. Thicken as much gravy as required with a little butter and flour. Add spices and ketchup in the above proportion, give one boil, pour some of it over the meat, and the remainder send it in tureen. Time, rather more than three hours. Average cost, seven pence per pound. Sufficient for seven or eight persons. Seasonable at any time. Note, the remainder of the liqueur in which the beef was boiled may be served as a soup, or it may be sent to table with the meat in a tureen. Stewed rump of beef. 670. Ingredients. Half rump of beef. Sufficient stock to cover it. Number 105. 4 tablespoonfuls of vinegar. 2 tablespoonfuls of ketchup. 1 large bunch of savory herbs. 2 onions. 12 cloves. Pepper and salt to taste. Thickening of butter and flour. One glass of port wine. Mode. Cut out the bone. Sprinkle the meat with a little cayenne. This must be sparingly used. And bind and tie it firmly up with tape. Put it into a stewpan with sufficient stock to cover it. And add vinegar, ketchup, herbs, onions, cloves, and seasoning in the above proportion. And simmer very gently for four or five hours. Or until the meat is perfectly tender which may be ascertained by piercing it with a thin skewer. When done, remove the tape, lay it into a deep dish, which keep hot, strain and skim the gravy, thicken it with butter and flour, add a glass of port wine and any flavoring to make the gravy rich and palatable. Let it boil up, pour over the meat, and serve. This dish may be very much enriched by garnishing with forced meatballs, or filling up the space once the bone is taken with a good forcemeat. Sliced carrots, turnips, and onions boiled with the meat are also a great improvement, and where expense is not objected to, it may be glazed. This, however, is not necessary where a good gravy is poured round and over the meat. Time, half rump stewed gently from four to five hours. Cost, ten pence per pound, sufficient for eight or ten persons. Seasonable at any time. Note. A stock or gravy in which to boil the meat may be made of the bone and trimmings by boiling them with water and adding carrots, onions, turnips, and a bunch of sweet herbs. To make this dish richer and more savory, 
half roast the rump, and afterwards stew it in strong stock and a little Madeira. This is an expensive method, and is not, after all, much better than a plainer dressed joint. The Baron of Beef This noble joint, which consisted of two sirloins not cut asunder, was a favorite dish of our ancestors. It is rarely seen nowadays. Indeed, it seems out of place on a modern table, as it requires the grim boar's head and Christmas pie as supporters. Sir Walter Scott has described a feast at which the baron of beef would have appeared to great advantage. We will quote a few lines to remind us of those days when England was merry England, and when hospitality was thought to be the highest virtue. The fire, with well-dried logs supplied, went roaring up the chimney wide. The huge hall table's oaken face scrubbed till it shone the day to grace. Bore then upon its massive board, no mark to part the squire and lord. Then was brought in the lusty brawn by old blue-coated serving-man. Then the grim boar's head frowned on high, crested with bays and rosemary. What can the green-garbed ranger tell how, when, and where the monster fell? What dogs before his death he tore, and all the baiting of the boar? While round the merry wassail bowl, garnished with ribbons blithe did troll, there the huge sirloin reeked hard by, plum porridge stood and Christmas pie, nor failed old Scotland to produce at such high tide her savoury goose. When a lord's son came of age, in the olden time, the baron of beef was too small a joint by many degrees to satisfy the retainers who would flock to the hall. A whole ox was therefore generally roasted over a fire built up of huge logs. We may here mention that an ox was roasted entire on the frozen Thames, in the early part of the present century. Stewed shin of beef. 671. Ingredients. A shin of beef, one head of celery, one onion, a faggot of savory herbs, half teaspoonful of allspice, half teaspoonful of whole black pepper, four carrots, twelve button onions, two turnips, thickening of butter and flour, three tablespoonfuls of mushroom ketchup, two tablespoonfuls of port wine, pepper and salt to taste. Mode. Have the bones sawn into four or five pieces. Cover with hot water, bring it to a boil, and remove any scum that may rise to the surface. Put in the celery, onion, herbs, spice, and seasoning, and simmer very gently until the meat is tender. Peel the vegetables, cut them into any fancy shape may dictate, and boil them with the onions until tender. Lift out the beef, put it on a dish, which keeps hot, and thicken with butter and flour as much of the liqueur as will be wanted for gravy. Keep stirring till it boils, then strain and skim. Put the gravy back in the stewpan, add the seasoning, port wine, and ketchup. Give one boil, and pour it over the beef. Garnish with boiled carrots, turnips, and onions. Time. The meat will be stewed about four hours. Average cost? Four pence per pound with bone. Sufficient for seven or eight persons. Seasonable at any time. Toad in the hole. A homely but savory dish. 672. Ingredients. One and a half pounds of rump steak. One sheep's kidney. Pepper and salt to taste. For the batter, three eggs. One pint of milk. Four tablespoonfuls of flour. Half salt spoonful of salt. 
Mode. Cut up the steak and kidney into convenient-sized pieces, and put them into a pie dish, with a good seasoning of salt and pepper. Mix the flour with a small quantity of milk at first, to prevent its being lumpy. Add the remainder, and the three eggs, which should be well beaten. Put in the salt, stir the batter for about five minutes, and pour it over the steak. Place it in a tolerably brisk oven immediately, and bake for one and a half hour. Time, one and a half hour. Average cost, one shilling, nine pence. Sufficient for four or five persons. Seasonable at any time. Note, the remains of cold beef, rather underdone, may be substituted for the steak, and when liked, the smallest possible quantity of minced onion or shallot may be added. Boiled tongue, 673. Ingredients, one tongue, a bunch of savory herbs, water. Mode, in choosing a tongue, ascertain how long it has been dried or pickled, and select one with a smooth skin, which denotes its being young and tender. If a dried one, and rather hard, soak it at least for twelve hours previous to cooking it. If, however, it is fresh from the pickle, two or three hours will be sufficient for it to remain in sock. Put the tongue in a stewpan with plenty of cold water and a bunch of savory herbs. Let it gradually come to a boil, skim well, and simmer very gently until tender. Peel off the skin, garnish with tufts of cauliflowers or brussels sprouts, and serve. Boiled tongue is frequently sent to table with boiled poultry, instead of ham, and is, by many persons, preferred. If to serve cold, peel it, fasten it down to a piece of board by sticking a fork through the root, and another through the top, to straighten it. When cold, glaze it, and put a paper ruche round the root, and garnish with tufts of parsley. Time a large smoked tongue, four to four and a half hours, a small one, two and a half to three hours, a large unsmoked tongue, three to three and a half hours, a small one, two to two and a half hours. Average cost for a moderate-sized tongue, three shillings, six pence. Seasonable at any time. To cure tongues, one, six hundred seventy-four. Ingredients. For a tongue of seven pounds, one ounce of saltpeter, half ounce of black pepper, four ounces of sugar, three ounces of juniper berries, six ounces of salt. Mode. Rub the above ingredients well into the tongue, and let it remain in the pickle for ten days or a fortnight. Then drain it, tie it up in brown paper, and have it smoked for about twenty days over a wood fire, or it may be boiled out of this pickle. Time. From ten to fourteen days to remain in the pickle, to be smoked twenty-four days. Average cost for medium-sized uncured tongue, two shillings six pence. Seasonable at any time. Note: If not wanted immediately, the tongue will keep three or four weeks without being too salt. Then it must not be rubbed, but only turned in the pickle. Two, six hundred seventy-five. Ingredients. 9 pounds of salt, 4 ounces of sugar, 9 ounces of powdered saltpeter. Mode. Rub the above ingredients well into the tongues, and keep them in this curing mixture for two months, turning them every day. Drain them from the pickle, cover with brown paper, and have them smoked for about three weeks. Time. 
the tongues to remain in pickle two months, to be smoked three weeks. Sufficient? The above quantity of brine, sufficient for twelve tongues, of five pounds each. Seasonable at any time. Illustration, beef tongue. The tongues of animals. The tongue, whether in the ox or in man, is the seat of the sense of taste. This sense warns the animal against swallowing deleterious substances. Dr. Carpenter says that, among the lower animals, the instinctive perceptions connected with the sense are much more remarkable than our own. Thus, an omnivorous monkey will seldom touch fruits of a poisonous character, although their taste may be agreeable. However this may be, man's instinct has decided that ox tongue is better than horse tongue. Nevertheless, the latter is frequently substituted by dishonest dealers for the former. The horse's tongue may be readily distinguished by a spoon-like expansion at its end. To pickle and dress a tongue to eat cold. 676. Ingredients. 6 ounces of salt, 2 ounces of bay salt, 1 ounce of saltpetre, 3 ounces of coarse sugar, cloves, mace, and allspice to taste, butter, common crust of flour, and water. Mode. Lay the tongue for a fortnight in the above pickle, turn it every day, and be particular that the spices are well pounded. Put it into a small pan, just large enough to hold it, place some pieces of butter on it, and cover with a common crust. Bake in a slow oven until so tender that a straw would penetrate it. Take off the skin, fasten it down to a piece of board by running a fork through the root and another through the tip, and at the same time straightening it and putting it into shape. When cold, glaze it, put a paper ruche around the root, which is generally very unsightly, and garnish with tufts of parsley. Time. From three or four hours in a slow oven, according to size. Average cost for a medium-sized uncured tongue, two shillings sixpence. Seasonable at any time. To dress tripe. 677. Ingredients. Tripe, onion sauce, number 484, milk and water. Mode. Ascertain that the tripe is quite fresh, and have it cleaned and dressed. Cut away the coarsest fat, and boil it in equal proportions of milk and water for three-quarter hour. Should the tripe be entirely undressed, more than double that time should be allowed for it. Have ready some onion sauce made by recipe number 454, dish the tripe, and smother it with the sauce, and the remainder send to table in a tureen. Time, one hour. For undressed tripe, from two and a half to three hours. Average cost, six pence per pound. Seasonable at any time. Note, tripe may be dressed in a variety of ways. It may be cut into pieces and fried in batter, stewed in gravy with mushrooms, or cut into collops, sprinkled with minced onions and savory herbs, and fried in nice brown in clarified butter. Beef carving. H-bone of beef. A boiled H-bone of beef is not a difficult joint to carve, as will be seen on reference to the accompanying engraving. By following with the knife the direction of the line from one to two, nice slices will be easily cut. It may be necessary, as in a round of beef, to cut a thick slice off the outside before commencing to serve. Brisket of beef. 
There is but little description necessary to add to show the carving of a boiled brisket of beef, beyond the engraving here inserted. The only point to be observed is that the joint should be cut evenly and firmly quite across the bones, so that, on its reappearance at table, it should not have a jagged and untidy look. Ribs of Beef This dish resembles the sirloin except that it has no fillet or undercut. As explained in the recipes, the end piece is often cut off, salted and boiled. The mode of carving is similar to that of the sirloin, vis-à-vis -vis in the direction of the dotted line from one to two. This joint will be more easily cut if the plan be pursued which is suggested in carving the sirloin, namely, the inserting of the knife immediately between the bone and the moat, before commencing to cut it into slices. All joints of roast beef should be cut in even and thin slices. Horseradish, finely scraped, may be served as a garnish, but horseradish sauce is preferable for eating with the beef. Sirloin of Beef This dish is served differently at various tables, some preferring it to come to table with the fillet, or, as it is usually called, the undercut, uppermost. The reverse way, as shown in the cut, is that most usually adopted. Still, the undercut is best eaten when hot. Consequently, the carver himself may raise the joint and cut some slices from the underside, in the direction of from one to two, as the fillet is very much preferred by some eaters. The upper part of the sirloin should be cut in the direction of the line from five to six, and care should be taken to carve it evenly and in thin slices. It will be found a great assistance in carving this joint well if the knife be first inserted just above the bone at the bottom, and runs sharply along between the bone and meat, and also to divide the meat from the bone in the same way at the side of the joint. The slices will then come away more readily. Some carvers cut the upper side of the sirloin across, as shown by the line from three to four, but this is a wasteful plan, and one not to be recommended. With the sirloin, very finely scraped horseradish is usually served, and a little given, when liked, to each guest. Horseradish sauce is preferable, however, for serving on the plate, although the scraped horseradish may still be used as a garnish. A round of beef. A round of beef is not so easily carved as many other joints of beef, and to manage it properly, a thin-bladed and very sharp knife is necessary. Off the outside of the joint, at its top, a thick slice should first be cut, so as to leave the surface smooth. Then thin and even slices should be cleverly carved in the direction of the line one to two, and with each slice of the lean, a delicate morsel of the fat should be served. Beef tongue. Passing the knife down in the direction of from one to two, a not too thin slice should be helped, and the carving of a tongue may be continued in this way until the best portions of the upper side are served. The fat which lies about the root of the tongue can be served by turning the tongue and cutting in the direction of from three to four. End of section 31. Recording by Jennifer Stearns, Concord, New Hampshire.